So learning how to really become yourself and to become aware of who you are meant to be as a person is a very tough journey. Hi guys, welcome back. I hope everyone had a great 4th of July weekend in America and if you're listening and you're not from America, I hope you just had a really great weekend. Um, I had a really great weekend. I celebrated the 4th of July yesterday with a bunch of friends and it was absolutely amazing. It was everything I could have asked for and more, so it was great. And I really wanted to talk about um, a, a subject, a topic matter, that is very, very important if you want to be successful in life. And I just don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm just preaching to the choir because I'm not, and I'm actually doing this myself too, so I'm learning along the way, and I know I'm gonna make mistakes. And it's about becoming who you are and who you're meant to be as a person, which is so important to realize, and there's like a lot of factors that go into it. So let's get into it. Let's get into it from from what I've experienced and from what I know, and if you guys want to do a little bit more research this research into this for yourselves, then go ahead and do it. I really advise you to. You'll find some new and exciting things. So I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm bragging, but I can only talk from my speak from my perspective because of what I've learned in life and so on and so forth. So when I was 23, I noticed that I went through a huge change in my life, moving to a big city, uh, New York City. I've lived in New York City before, but this is the, <laughs> this is the year I actually had a, a, you know, a job on Wall Street. I was doing sales. I was, I was leading a bunch of different projects within my company, and I didn't think I was worthy of any of it. I thought I was an imposter. I just was like, am I really qualified? And now that I'm 26, I sit back and I'm super thankful for the person that I have become. And I'm really thankful for the person that I was at 23. Because although I was afraid at 23 and a little bit shy and um, scared sometimes, I still did it. I still went with it and I still pursued what it what it was I wanted to pursue and I got lost along the way for sure but it's really taught me a huge lesson and I don't think I don't think I'd be owning my own company right now if it weren't for what I did when I was 23 so yeah but (laughs) there have been a lot of things that I've learned since 23 and a lot of A lot of people um, have often told me that I seem a lot wiser for someone my age and whether that's true or not, I'm not, I'm not sure like what that, what that even means because I still have a lot of learning left to do in my book, but I, I, I saw something so strikingly defeating in the places that I worked. I saw that people were afraid to be themselves. I saw that people had reluctancy. I saw that people were so afraid, especially in sales, to pick up the phone, to dial people, to get more 
you know, clients. And it's, it's not even about just getting clients, guys. It's about building that rapport. It's about building a relationship and strengthening your own relationship within yourself. So I think that in order to be the best that you can be in a specific place in your life, you need to start bettering yourself outside of that circle. So what I mean is like when I was working in sales when I was 23, I I knew that I had to have the energy to make 100 cold calls and send 50 emails. I knew I had to have the energy to be creative. And I knew that just by drinking four cups of coffee a day was not going to cut it. <laughs> it wasn't. So I, I made a plan. I was like, I should start kickboxing. I should start doing more running. I should start doing HIIT workouts. I should start, you know, doing all this. I should, I should learn from leaders. I should schedule power hours with my boss. And I started to manifest and do all of that. And it was for the sake, you know, for me to be better at what I was doing. But then I really learned in the long term that um, it's not to really be better at what you're doing. It's just to be better as a person in general. Like, it just feels so awesome to be a nice person, to be kind to others. And I, I slowly started to realize that, you know, doing all these things for myself genuinely made me feel happier. Um, it was so tough in the beginning because when I was, when I was 21, um, I actually had to go to the hospital because I, I suffered from really bad allergies and I still do, which I'm getting that taken care of. And by the way, I feel like a different person. (laughs) I will get into that in a moment. But when I was 21, I was not taking care of my health. I wasn't, I was going out drinking so much and I, I don't know what caused this allergic reaction, but I went into anaphylactic shock and I went, I was in the hospital and the doctors were literally like, yeah, if you would have waited, you would have died. <laughs> like my throat was, my throat almost fully closed. And from, from that point on, I think that actually struck a chord with me where it was like, okay, I have to do something. I have to, I have to be better. I can do so much better. And I always thought I, I, I had this fear that people would not want to help me. I have always had that fear until one day I stepped out of that fear. And yeah, I went I went down a very like weird path, <laughs> especially it, it did actually start with taking care of my of my allergies just because I couldn't breathe and having all that sinus pressure made me miserable. So I knew I said, okay, if I start, if I start working on that piece of the equation, I can clear up my sinuses, I can go outside, I can, you know, breathe through my nose. I know that sounds kind of silly, but I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I was very, 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 very irritable and I started getting help for it. I, I didn't know that I actually had allergies at the time. Um, so I thought it was just nasal congestion so I actually got sinus surgery and then I found out that I that the sinus surgery didn't really work I mean it helped a little bit but I was after my sinus surgery I was like why is this still happening and that's when I actually at, at 23 started um 
started taking care of my allergies a little bit better, but it was a, it was a bumpy ride. And I'm using this example, um, because not everything is smooth sailing when it comes to self-healing. And I know that, that an allergy story is kind of silly, but it's, it's really like not, I promise you. Um, so I, I went, so by the time I was 23, cause I, I had the sinus surgery when I was 22, by the time I turned 23, I was like, okay, what's up? I need to get this taken care of. So I went to go get allergy poked and tested and they couldn't really find what it was still. Um, and then they, they finally narrowed it down to dust mites and this mold and they decided to give me, um, dust mite, um, like this powerful steroid medication and the medication wasn't working and then um by the time it wasn't working i was flying off to england so i was like <laughs> you know what <laughs> what's the point um but then when i got back from england i i reevaluated the situation um because my allergies were like seriously that bad like my eyes were always swollen i i i, I couldn't stay awake i was just like what the fuck so I went to a new allergist in Buffalo and they actually did a different type of allergy test on me where it was done through blood work and they were like, yo, you're actually not really allergic to dust mites. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, that, that medication they were giving you, no, it wasn't working because you're severely allergic to this mold and they figured out what the problem was and I started getting the shots and I stayed dedicated um like my my allergist doctor and I sat down and they were like okay so what do you want to do and I I was so truthful with them I was like I don't want any any allergy medication steroids I want you guys to do the allergy shots um, where you inject me with the allergen once a week and then once a month for a few years and I just want to get this over with. And they they prescribed me with the medication at first and I was like, no, I've already done this before. I need this. And they actually listened to me and so they were like, okay, um, for the first six months, you're going to have to come in once a week and get the jab in your arm and then after that, that initial period of six months you only have to come in once a month so that part of the self-healing process was really tough because I had a job um I worked every day from 9 a.m till about like 7 p.m and you know the allergist um office wasn't open on the weekend so I literally went into my doctor's appointments at like 7 a.m um would get the jab, would come home by like 7.30, would finish getting ready, and then would be at work in da the downtown Buffalo area by like 8.45 in the morning. And it was just utter, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> but I, and, 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 and the thing about self-healing is that you don't see the effects right away. So I wasn't seeing the effects right away. And I was just like, I kept telling myself, keep doing it, keep doing it. You're going to feel better slowly. You're going to surely, but it slowly feel better. And, um, I stuck with it. I honestly did not, I, I never missed one appointment. I, I stuck with it. And now that I'm almost two years into it, I see such, 
significant benefits from it. Like I'm actually able to go outside for a run without suffering as much as I did a few years back. Like I got back into running, I got back into kickboxing. And the reason why I keep like telling the story is because a lot of self-healing journeys start off like that. It's a very lonely process. It's grueling. You have to do things you don't want to do. You have to put yourself out there. And once I started, you know, um, getting back in tune with myself, I, I got, I, I started my own company and within sales, I always thought that I had to perfect this pitch to people. Um, and I started not doing that anymore. You know, i in in sales because I I cold call people all the time I just you know I write down three important questions I want to ask them that will drive the conversation and I let the prospects do a lot of the speaking like there's not much there's not much that I that I can really say sometimes because it's like my company we do sales we help you grow but when I when I lead these conversations um I go into all of my conference calls saying, I have confidence. I know what I'm doing. I, I, I am an expert in sales. I literally tell myself that, although people might argue me. But having that mindset really, really drives a lot of great conversations. Like today, I had, I had a conversation um, about cybersecurity with one of the biggest um, you know, corporations out there. And my first, you know, my first bit of it was just having a normal conversation. Like, how's everything going in your part of the world? Because they they were, um, they were in Germany. And I was like, how is it in Germany? I hope you guys are doing well. And then I was like, thank you so much for joining this meeting. This is what I do. I am a certified partner. This is my area of focus. And then um, once I explained that, which literally took me 30 seconds, I said the object is to understand what it is that you guys could use from us. And I would love to understand your role in a bit more in depth so that we could find the best solution for you. And just by stating that, that conversation went so great. I, I learned so much from that individual. I took down so many notes. And at the end of the conversation, um, when he was like, yeah, so that's my role. I said, that sounds great. You know, a lot of people purchase this product that I think would fit your organization. But what I'm going to do is I'll give you a 14-day free trial. And I'm going to invite you to share this with your IT team and your leader in cybersecurity and I want to follow up with you guys next week. Does that sound great? And he literally said, yeah, that sounds great. Let's follow up in a week. I sent him all the information and that is what I think we need to start doing is that you don't need to know everything. Just you have to let the other people talk and you have to know that your self-healing journey um really bleeds into who you are as a person because if I was feeling not confident and stuffy and irritable and tired I would have just said hey I'm gonna help you I'm gonna push this product on you without getting to know the prospect in a bit more in depth and that's the tea (laughs) and that's the that's how the tea gets gets spilled in a good way um 
and it's about it's it's yeah there's so much more that I could explain you guys but um I do always use the the I, I do use my my allergy story a lot because it it's one of those things where I was like you know I in order for this to happen I need to complete step one before I move on to step two and I could successfully say that I am moving on to step two because step one um allergy shots if you don't already know they take about five years um and I only started (laughs) them about two years ago so I'm still completing step one and going on to step two at the same time so if you guys have any questions for me or want to talk business or just shoot the shit send me a voicemail (laughs) on on this thing I've gotten a few and they're really lovely and I try to talk about as many topics as I get. A few people have suggested talking, um, have suggested for me to talk about certain things. And I always try my best to talk about things that people suggest. So shoot me a, suggest- a suggestion and I will talk about it in my next episode. All right, guys. Hope you're staying safe out there. It's my little brother's birthday. So we're going to go celebrate his birthday. And I just did a full body workout and just showered, so I'm feeling pretty good, yeah. (laughs) Alrighty, bye!